Welcome to Rama for Today. Notice he said, in my name they'll speak with new tongues. In my name they'll lay hands on the sick and shall recover. Now, you, you, you're supposed to lay the, you, you do the laying on of hands, not Jesus, not the Holy Ghost. You lay hands on them in his name. Now, by the same token, you talk in tongues. Somebody said, well, I'm afraid that was just me. Sure, that's you. You've got a right to talk in tongues. You do the talking just as much as that's you that laid the hands on the sick one. You talk with tongues. Not the Holy Ghost. He just gives the utterance. You do the talking. And you have a right to do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this couldn't be any stronger, friend, if an angel came suddenly down through that ceiling from heaven with a granite block in his hand and wrote that with his finger on that granite block. That couldn't be any more real than it is right here in this Word. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on the Prayer Series, Volume 6. I heard uh, a number of years ago, the superintendent of the Assemblies of God in the Texas District relate this in my presence, well, as a number of other ministers, that uh, the Texas district, that they, they had a convention one time in Corpus Christi, Texas, district convention. Now, now then, there's a North Texas and a South Texas district and a West Texas district. Well, then, in those days, it was a Texaco district. It was West Texas, New Mexico, and then North and South Texas, all one district. Well, they checked into the hotel, you see, and many of them were standing. Now, you'll have to remember that these, this was years ago. And, of course, these folks, uh, and in those days particularly, most Pentecostal preachers didn't have a lot of money. They weren't staying in this the best hotels. Most of them were staying at a hotel that was sort of a third rate. And this particular hotel in those days didn't have running water to the rooms. They had a pitcher of water there, you know, in a wash basin on a wash stand. And so, when they checked in, and there's this meeting over at a certain place where they actually had a tent up there, having the convention under, and and uh, they uh, they just uh, had their own meals together. Had a fellow that had a tent up that was a cook shack, you know, and, and dining hall. So uh, they began to gather out then to these grounds. Well, some of them uh, began to get sick, and after a while, twenty or thirty of them were desperately ill. And they were praying for one another. And as they began to pray, well, someone had a revelation and they, God revealed to some of them that the water there in that hotel was poisoned. And so they told the rest of them not to drink any more of it. Everybody got their healing. No one failed to receive healing. Nobody had their stomach pumped out. But everybody got healed. And then they took the remaining water, and there's a naval station there, you know, in, in, in Corpus Christi. And, and there at the naval station, these doctors are, are there in the laboratory. They, they, they tested that water, and they told them, the government told them, well, there's enough poison in that water to kill a regiment of men. Now, somebody, you see, is trying to play a trick on them. They knew they believed in miracles and healings and signs and so on, so they're going to try to, you know, have a laugh on it. But the laugh was on them. None of them died. None of them got sick. Even. I mean, they began to get sick, but they all got healed. They didn't even even have to have their stomach pumped out or resort to medical aid. They all received their healing, and God revealed to them then what was the matter with it. And they had it checked out, and, and as I said, the station there reported that there was enough poison in there to kill a regiment of men. 
Well, now, they didn't do that to try to prove something. Somebody, the devil, did that to try to prove something. <laughs> they accidentally drank it, not knowing what they was drinking. And under those circumstances, well, you have a right to claim immunity in Jesus' name. Now, as I said again, this is not extreme teaching. It's in the Word, isn't it? It's in the Word. Then it finally said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, I want you to call your attention to this fact, friends, that this is all done in the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus that gives the authority to call out the devils. It's the name of Jesus that gives us the authority to speak with tongues. It's the name of Jesus, in his name, that gives us the immunity against the snake bite or the serpent bite. It's the name of Jesus that gives us immunity against the, uh, the poison. It's the name of Jesus that gives us the authority to lay hands on the sick and them recover. Are you hearing me? Now there's a little side thought here that I think would be important for you to get. Notice he said, in my name they'll speak with new tongues. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and shall recover. Now, you, you, you're supposed to lay the, you, you do the laying on of hands, not Jesus, not the Holy Ghost. You lay hands on them in his name. Now, by the same token, you talk in tongues. Somebody said, well, I'm afraid that was just me. Sure, that's you. You've got a right to talk in tongues Amen. in Jesus' name. You do the talking just as much as that's you that laid the hands on the sick one. Amen. You talk with tongues, not the Holy Ghost. He just gives the utterance. You do the talking. And you have a right to do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this couldn't be any stronger, friend, if an angel came suddenly down through that ceiling from heaven with a granite block in his hand and wrote that with his finger on that granite block. That couldn't be any more real than it is right here in this word. Or any stronger. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. This is just as strong as it can be and just as legal as the court of high heaven could make it. It belongs to us. Here, the common believer, not somebody that's specially called, but just the ordinary child of God has just as much right to use the name of Jesus against the devil as anybody else. Praise the Lord. Or in any of these ways that is suggested. Now then, I want to call your attention to something else. It is not struggling for faith. Now, somebody said, if I had enough faith, I could do that. Did you notice he never said a word about faith? He said, these signs have followed them that believe. In my name, they. He didn't say if they have enough faith, because they do have faith. You do believe in the name of Jesus, don't you? Well, just go use the name then. It's not struggling for faith. That's not it at all. It's just simply taking our rights, boldly using what we know belongs to us. Now, it's like this, for instance. In the business world, what is yours you have a right to? You don't think, well, do I have enough faith, you know? But that don't enter your mind. I got an automobile sitting out here outside this church. I, I suppose you have, many, many of you have, because many automobiles have that. Uh, doctor here, honey, he wouldn't say uh, at the close of the service, uh, 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 well, I'm, I have a prayer request, Brother Hagin. Well, I'd say, Doctor, what is Well, I, I want you all to pray that I'll have enough faith to get in my car and go home. Now, you laugh about that, but you know that wouldn't be any more funny than it would be for somebody to lift hands and say, Brother Hagin, yes, yes, 
Well, what is it, sister? Well, I, I tell you, I got up this morning with the most terrible headache. And my head just about to kill me. I want y'all to pray that I have enough faith to get my healing. That would be just as silly to say that. It would be him to say, I have enough faith to get in the car and go home. Are you hearing me? Or for him to say, I know if I had enough faith, I could get in my car and go home. Or for her to say, I know if I had enough faith, I'd get my healing, but I didn't, so I don't have enough faith. No. It's when he acts on what belongs to him. He knows the car belongs to him. He's got the key in his pocket. It's when he acts on what belongs to him that he's gone. It's when that person who needs healing acts on what they know belongs to them. That's when they get there. But you see, too much of the time, folks are not believing as they should in divine healing. They're merely mentally assenting that these things are so. They mentally assent or agree that the Bible's true. They don't act on it. Now, you say, well, Brother Aiken, could you illustrate that where I can see the difference so I can see whether or not I'm really believing or just mentally agreeing that the Bible's so? I think I can. Now, what if I said to Brother Miller when this service, oh, Brother Miller, I have a very important letter here, and I want to take it to the post office and get a, get a special delivery stamp on it. Could you tell me where the nearest post office or substation is? And he said, yes. Yes, I can tell you, Brother Hagin. Now, you know right here at the corner where this motel is, where you stayed there for a week, yes. All right, that street right there. You go right down that street, oh, for a couple of blocks or so, and you'll find the Admiral Station, substation there on your right. All right, I thank him for it. Now, that happens this morning. And tonight, you come out here to church. Brother Sprague Francis comes and he gets here early and there's nobody here but me and he sees me pacing up and down these uh, aisles and he said, Brother Hagin, what's wrong with you? You look, you look sort of bothered or worried or something. What's the matter with you? Well, I said, I don't understand it, Brother Sprague. He said, what is it you don't understand? Well, now, I know I believe Brother Miller. Uh, well, there's not anybody in, in, in this church got any more faith in his word than I have. And I, I know, well, there's nobody in the whole city of Tulsa, Oklahoma has any more faith in his word than I have. There's not anybody in the whole state of Oklahoma believes in him any more than I do. There's not anybody in the whole United States that believes his word any more than I do. There's not anybody in the whole world that believes Brother Miller any more than I do. And I know he told me the truth. He didn't lie to me. But what I don't understand is why I don't get to the post office. <laughs> We've got folks sitting around the church getting up testifying. Now, I know the Word of God is true. They thought about this church believes the Word anymore than I do. I know what the Word said, Jesus said, or, or the Word of God says, that uh, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. I know the Word of God said, by whose stripes ye were healed. But what I don't understand is why I don't get my healing. Now, see, that'd be just as funny. And it would really be funny if it wasn't so pathetic. As it would be for me to hang around here and say, I don't understand. I believe it's Brother Miller's word. I don't understand why I don't get to the post office. Now, you know why I don't get to the post office just as much as I do. All I'm doing is hanging around here mentally assenting and agreeing at what he said. So I'm not acting on When I act on what he said, I'll get to the post office. And you see, you can mentally agree that the Bible's so, and, and mentally agree that the name of Jesus is wonderful. But till you act and use the name of Jesus, the, word, the way the word of God said to do it, you will not get to the post office. Understand? When we act on it, 
work. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagen and Pastor Hagen and the rest of the Hagen family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's book entitled Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith, a Rhema classic. Next is Kenneth Hagen's DVD entitled The Anointing Breaks the Chains. And finally, Kenneth E. Hagen's slimline book Right and Wrong Thinking. All three resources are for the special price of 23.90. That's $7.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And you have a men's conference coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, that will be November the 1st through the 3rd. It's going to be an awesome time. Yes, it is. Ladies, go and register your husbands for the men's conference. Yeah, go and to rhema.org slash CTA. That's right. And he'll come back a better man. And also, if uh, if you've got uh, if sons that want to come with their father for that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to noon. Yes. That are, uh, that are 16... Uh, to 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, there is a discount, and it tells you about it there on That's the web. Right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.